0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. The Warren Test Press is in, and holy shit, I'm so excited. That means we're going to get a lot of movement here pretty soon with an official announcement on the new record. I'm so stoked. Shout out Warren from the SWB, Grant wilkes area. Also, Mouse of the Palace, we dug a little deeper. There was an ad put out. They're putting out a tape next month. It's going to be three re-recorded tracks. I'm definitely looking forward to that because I was, and I say was, but I still am a fan of Mouse at the Palace. So I'm stoked just to hear anything out of that camp. So looking forward to that. Also, MH Chaos coming out of Chicago. Still waiting on their LP, which I'm really, really stoked for. Shout out to Chicago Hardcore Striker coming out with their EP. So please keep an eye out for that. Like I said last time, if you haven't yet, hit up their Bandcamp, boot up Spotify. Make sure to check them out. Awesome hardcore. And also on the way, From Within Records, Fancy number two. I was really pleased with issue one. Definitely looking forward to see how they continue with the next issue. So please, like I always say, if you're not following From Within Records on Twitter or Instagram, please do so. You can stay. Up to date with all the current news coming out of their camp. And also, I almost forgot summer 2021, once in unity, volume two. Be on the lookout for that. On today's episode, we travel to New York. We had to go to the city. I remember the conversation that had, and I briefly talked about it on the podcast, but I just had to talk about it here in the intro. I was having this conversation with a friend who I respect. He's a really good guy but we were at odds when we were talking about New York hardcore. He was trying to debate that there's currently nothing good going on in the city and I just was so dumbfounded because here I am from Southern California. I'm having to defend the 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 city and it was just weird cuz I'm like, dude, you're from that area, you're from New York, like like how can you not know or even pay respect to what these guys kids hardcore kids are doing currently because I, I i get it there's so many legendary bands to come out of the city but that's awesome but there are currently awesome bands going on right now and i'm always that that, that person that wants to give people their roses now because i i never want to be that guy where i look back and have have regret on not seeing the band as much as i could have when they're around or even giving them th- th- their props like i have no shame telling bands, people in bands that I enjoy their music because they were like I know how hard it is to get to that point to put a band together. So for me, I just have no shame and I just want to give people their props. Uh, you know, when they're around, I don't want them to do a band and feel jaded because they didn't get the love that they deserved. Not every and I always have to stress, not every band is good. There's bands out there that suck. But and we actually get into it on this episode. But it was just weird that I had to defend the city because when I, I look at the landscape of New York state, there are multiple awesome scenes, which I, I think is cool. It, it, it's super awesome. But for, for my buddy to try to single out the city and say, there's nothing good going on it just kind of rub me the wrong way because there are some awesome bands from there. bands have been on the podcast. And that's just like my Testament to a, me supporting current uh, New York city hardcore is I want to help promote them. Have him on the podcast because I'm a legit fan. So it, it just sucks when I talk to a buddy who's a little jaded and just doesn't want to see what's currently going on because I know he would like that type of music. But I think he's just just being weird about it. But anyways, we travel to the city. And we track down Harry Corrigan. Plays in a bunch of bands. Plays in Reaction, Crust, Trail of Lies. Shout out Tom Harris. Regulate and No Pressure. And also, just put out the this awesome zine, Core Clientele Collective. Obviously, it's more than just a zine, but please, if you haven't, go check out the Instagram. They're posting pages from the first issue, which sold out, which I was pretty bummed about because I didn't get an issue. But they're posting pages from the first issue for people who didn't get a copy so they can stay in the loop and be able to read that but I, I think what Harry and his friends are out there doing is like pretty awesome and really important. So I was really happy to be able to track him down and just talk to him about everything that he has going on. And it, it was seriously a, a pleasure for me to give him a platform and be able to showcase what he has going on. Cause I'm seriously such a huge fan of no pressure, like that style of music. It, it just blew me away when I first heard about it, when I was just, Scrolling through Instagram stories, came across my, my buddy Joey Schermonte. He had posted the No Pressure stuff, and I was like, damn, this looks cool. Let me go check it out. And it just wasn't what I was expecting. I thought it was a hardcore band, but it wasn't. And I was just pleasantly surprised. And I seriously love that band so much. Like, I've listened to that record front to back like, a disgusting amount of times, and it's still good. Like, the, the music hasn't faded. I, I could put it on repeat, and it's just so much fun front to back. I, I seriously love that so much. Regulate is such a band that i respect they've been all over the world which is not an easy thing to do when it comes to hardcore so for them to be able to get to that point in their career and just put out solid music it's just something cool to be able to experience because i've seen them live a couple times and just uh, see them travel the world it's fun to see because i appreciate when bands are willing to take that risk and go places where not a lot of bands go so strap in And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. So please, without further ado, welcome Harry Corrigan to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Harry, how's it going? It's going all right, man. What's up with you? Dude, I'm uh, doing all right. I'm stoked to finally have you on the podcast. Uh, so thank you for being here today.
1: Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, so obviously you uh, drum for a couple of bands. You drum for Regulate, No Pressure. And um, are you doing anything else currently besides that?
1: Yeah, I in a few bands. Um, I'd say, I mean, right now we're in covid lockdown so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know there's not i was gonna say like my main the main things i'm doing but definitely i would say regulate and no pressure right now are the the bands i'm in that are actively working on or have just released music but i also play in trail of lies uh reaction who just put out seven inch and uh crust as well
0: Oh, it's so sick. Um, all great bands. You know, what's funny is I was, uh, you know, leading up to this, uh, podcast, I, I watched this video of you, fuck, I forgot what year it was, but it was like a, you did like a interview in Australia with some dude and, and, yeah. and I was tripping out was because, cool. um, because you were out there with trail of lies, right?
1: Yeah, that was, uh, trail lies 2018, I believe like fall 2018, we did, uh, Australia and Japan.
0: Yeah, you know what's funny is right before that tour happened, I had uh Tom Harris on the podcast because him and I are friends. Okay, nice. Yeah, so w- when I watched that video, I-, I didn't realize what the timeline was, but when I was listening to you, you talk to that guy and you going over the dates, I was like, holy shit! Like right before they went out there, Tom was on the podcast, and this was years ago, so it, w- it was kind of crazy that I-, I just stumbled across that video. Shout out Southside, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, h- hope he's doing well. I gotta check up on him, but uh. I kind of want to talk about regulate they've, or you guys have been around for so long. Cause if you look back to when the demo came out, that was what, like that would have like eight years ago at this point. Is it
1: that? What, yeah. I yeah, got yeah. Well,
0: well, okay, wow, yeah, uh, 2013, <laughs> right?
1: Um, it's weird because the demo to me is almost, I don't want to say it's a different thing, but okay. you know, we put that, we wrote and recorded that demo in one day and then put it out. I think a couple of days later or something. And it was, you know, just a two song thing. And we didn't even play a show for I think almost a year after the demo came out, it was just something that we just did on a whim. And then, you know, to me regulate really started playing shows a year and a half after that demo came out. So, but yeah, it's been a long time.
0: But, okay, so going back to those early days, um how did you guys even decide to form the band and uh, to hear that you guys just wrote it in one day and just kind of didn't really do anything with it for a while? Like, can you just kind of talk about that process so
1: Seb, who sings in the band, um had come on tour with my old an old band that I was in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh our friend Kevin was on that tour as well, and we were just in the van uh we're just in the van one night talking about, man, you know, we should do a, we all just wanted to do a straight band. And uh, I don't remember the actual conversation, but I remember we got home from that tour. And I think, I mean, it was a matter of weeks before, before we actually went to Kevin's house and wrote those songs, which are bad by the way. And in my opinion, and uh, put them out. So it was just something we did on a whim, and uh yeah, like that.
0: And was this your first go at a actual like hardcore band?
1: Yeah, I think it was all of us, all of us, his first go at, at doing a hardcore band. Um, but I mean, Long Island at the time, and years before that, you know, I always played in in uh, pop punk bands and the pop punk scene and the hardcore scene, I feel like there was just a lot of, it was just one thing on Mm -hmm. Long Island, you know, there's a lot of mixed bill shows. And I mean, I was going to hardcore shows and going to pop punk shows. So every, so everyone was just, we were all friends and I mean, we were all into both kinds of music. So it wasn't like, Oh, let's, you know, let's sit down and do a hardcore, you know, it was just kind of a natural thing.
0: And, uh, are you uh, f- uh from the city or are you uh, you know from Long Island?
1: I'm 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 from the city. I'm from Brooklyn. Okay. Born and born and raised Carroll Gardens, although I don't live in Carroll Gardens anymore. But and then everyone else from the original original regulate lineup, which was Seb is original, Jared who's still in the band is original, and then our friend Jenkins on bass and Kevin on other second guitar all four of them are from Long Island.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. And
1: then, and then the current, the current lineup, which is still me, seven Jared. Dan is from Long Island and body is from the Jersey shore.
0: Good old Mike body. Uh, f- fun fact, Mike body was supposed to be on the podcast like years ago, but, um, and this is funny. I, I, I hope he doesn't get mad that I tell the story I, I'm on the podcast, oh, fuck. but the um, <laughs> so um, we, we had it scheduled cause you know, I'm, I'm, you know, fan of this st- stuff that he does, you know, seems like a really nice guy and we had a scheduled time for the podcast and I I, I hit him up. I'm like, yo, like, are you still good to go? Like, are we going to do the podcast? and he was like oh i'm going to go on a run and um we can do it when i get back so i was like what the hell like i don't have that kind of time like i, I got things to do so it, it never happened um so i i, I still hope Damn, it Body,
1: call this man back
0: <laughs> yeah so hopefully at some point in the future we can get mike body on the podcast to talk about some of the bands that he's in so uh, but but i just thought it was really funny he's like holy shit he's just going to go for a run that's so i, I just thought it was so funny yeah, he
1: dubbed you man kind of he, he kind of dissed you huh
0: Ah, uh, you know, I, I no ill will. Didn't take it that way. You know, I feared. You know, he he has to. You know, stay fit and do what you got to do. You know.
1: Listen, body, body's a guy who uh, he takes his physical health very seriously, and I respect that.
0: Yeah, same here. You know, I'm I'm not trying to get in the way of somebody who wants to. You know, take care of their their, their body, their their meat temple. You know. Respect, man. Okay, but okay, but all you guys are from New York. Uh, how did body come into the mix?
1: Uh, I mean, I've been friends with Body for a while, and Seb, and has been friends with them for even longer. And he would just, you know, come. I remember him moshing to Regulate years and years ago. And then, I actually, I don't even remember what the situation was where Kevin quit and Body joined. But I just remember one thing I do remember is Body saying to me or texting me, I can't remember what, and going. He's like, he said, he said, you sure you want me in the band because you're losing a hard mosher or something like that. That's pretty <laughs> funny. But, uh, you know, he's, I mean, an integral part. He's become an integral part of the band. I mean, you know, we're working on new music right now. And because of COVID, obviously the, uh, what's the word? The The way we go about it is different mm-hmm. than it was for the last record because we aren't meeting up and playing all the time but a lot of it has been me going down to the shore to body's house and just working on ideas with him and you know it's still been a collaborative effort everyone you know sends riffs but a lot of it has been just me and body sitting in his house fleshing stuff out coming up with ideas
2: mm-hmm. so yeah yeah yeah
0: you know, that uh, text or, you know, phone call that body gave you about losing a, a hard mosher. Uh, I, I feel like you guys don't really struggle in that department anyways, because anytime I've ever seen you guys live, like kids are always going crazy.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, people seem to like the music. I like the music. Um, I think especially since, since our LP came out a few years ago, there's been, you know, bec- there, there becomes a point in any, any band where it, it sort of shifts from, You know, just all of your friends moshing for your band to random people that you don't know moshing for your band. Both are so cool to me for different reasons, but it's definitely cool to you know play a show in a in a random place or even in New York and see a lot of people that you don't even know reacting to your band. So it's it's a good feeling.
0: Yeah, well, I, I can't imagine what it's like for you guys. Is think about regulate. You guys have basically done like you know tours all over the world.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. You know, when we started the band, what it was into. You know, earlier this year, doing doing that. Uh, not world tour, but in Asia mm. and uh, Australia.
2: <clears throat>
1: it's just it's cra- it's crazy to think about, and uh, and um, I'm definitely so thankful that we're able to do stuff like that because not a lot of bands are. And uh, it's just awesome to be able to share those experiences and play live music with, you know, people that might not even speak English, but they connect with your music and it's just, it's awesome.
2: I love it.
0: Yeah, I I thought it was really interesting because obviously a lot of bands uh, I feel like um, Europe that's like a you know like a main destination for a lot of hardcore bands. But to see you guys um, get to Asia, I, I thought that was pretty awesome because um, not a lot of bands actually go into that market and um, do a tour. So when I saw that you guys were um, doing some shows over there, I, I I thought it was actually pretty awesome.
1: I mean, I I agree. I mean, Europe's awesome too. We've done Europe a few times. Um, it definitely takes a lot more work. To go to some of these other places but it's just something that i'm like with anything i do i think that putting in that extra work to just reach out to these people um it's so it's fulfilling in in a different way like you know i didn't know you know you don't know what to expect when you're going to play a show in manila in the philippines when you you know you don't have any of your own gear basically besides guitars like you might play in some cuddy venue with just you know it's 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 just a different world. But uh, you know, for it's just so like I mean I use the word fulfilling already, but it's uh it's just rewarding in, in, in a totally different way than uh you know touring in the US or even in Europe where you know they get hardcore bands all the time. It's like you said, they get hardcore bands playing there all the time. So when you play in a place where they don't necessarily get that it um it just hits differently i mean there's just so they're so thankful that you're there and even if they don't know your band they're still gonna mosh and we were lucky enough that in all these places you know we didn't know what to expect and and everywhere we went basically honestly yeah everywhere that we went people knew our songs and we're, we're singing along and moshing and the show the shows were awesome
0: I can only imagine like being in those scenes where you know bands don't really frequent too often. So I feel like mm-hmm. when, when they get or they see the flyer and they know like okay regulate from America is coming over like like cool this is awesome so i feel like kids like you know who don't get to have shows like on a regular basis like when those moments come i feel like they have to like appreciate them way more because they know that it's not going to (laughs) be happening like you know or who knows when like when is the next or who was the next american band to even go out there you know because and
1: and and on another level i mean it's cool that they already have that mindset Mm -hmm. but you know, we went right as as COVID was starting to hit. So after our tour, our tour was the the last thing. It was, I mean, I, we joke all the time that it was, you know, the last the last hardcore shows were our tour. Mm-hmm. Because when we got home from the tour, we got home on March 15th, 2020. So oh, COVID wow. was in full, in full effect. Okay. And when we were over there, it's funny because now looking back, I mean, we weren't taking it seriously at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We were clowning on it. And, you know, now, I mean, I, I had, I had COVID no and shit. it was, it was terrible. And I just can't believe how, I can't imagine if we had got, if I had gotten it while I was on tour. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have even been able to play, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's, it's, we, we just got very lucky. I'm very thankful that we were able to, I mean, no shows got canceled. We got to do the whole tour. And then uh, it was also just a really engaging experience to have, Pre, sitting in your house for eight months.
2: Now
0: I'm, I'm curious when you were out there in um, Asia and on tour, and uh, you know, uh, COVID was like becoming like you know like more and more like you know intense around the world. Uh, Was there like any trouble for you guys to get home? Because I because I, I would be scared to you know get trapped in another country and you know not being able to travel internationally.
1: The only there was two, two times on the whole tour. The first being when we were supposed to go to the Philippines from Korea, they put a travel ban. We had flown through Taiwan to get to Japan. Mm-hmm. And they they put a thing where if you had gone through China or Taiwan in the last month or something, that there was a travel ban and you couldn't get into the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So our friend Sam, who who had set up the whole Southeast Asian leg of the tour, you know, was sort of tripping out a little bit, being like, you know, you you might not be able to get into the country, blah, 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 blah. blah. So we all had a, uh, I just pulled everyone from the bands, the bands together and said, Hey, this is what's going on. What do you guys want to do? And we all decided that we would just chance it and go to the Philippines anyway. And because we had noticed that they just really weren't, you know, they don't have the due diligence the same way that they do when you're coming back into America, where they're checking all your stuff crazy. Mm -hmm. They just kind of let you rock there. And, we just decided you know worst that happens is we're stuck in the airport for two days and then we fly to the next country because there wasn't a travel ban anywhere else. Mm-hmm. but then there was but then they they ended up lifting the travel ban, so it didn't matter. but that was one thing and then coming home from New Zealand, if we had left two days later, they had a full lockdown on or maybe it wasn't two days. It was within a week after we left. they had a full lockdown on New Zealand, no one in or out, so we would have been stuck in New Zealand, which for the record, would have been fine because New Zealand was like one of the coolest places I've ever been. But, you know, that was, it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, being stuck on the other side of the world, not being able to get home, especially with how long this has gone on. I mean, who knows how long we would have had to be there.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. I'm like real like envious. I'm like hearing like you traveling to all these countries that I want to go to eventually. Like I'm half Filipino. I've never been to the Philippines. I have like this new obsession with uh, South Korea. So just hearing you even say the word Korea, I'm like, shit, I don't want to get there. You're so fucking bad.
1: Yeah. Jared, Jared, our guitarist is a, I'm not sure if he's, he's part or full Filipino, but I know he's at, at least, at least half. And he had some family. I don't think they ended up coming to the show, but he had family over there and it was, it was really, I mean, he was, he was psyched on the whole tour, but to go to the Philippines too, it was pretty cool. And we made like a, a special shirt just for the Philippines show that we ended up selling everywhere. But I mean, they, it was just cool. It was just a really cool experience for everyone and him too. to go there.
0: And traveling to all these different countries. Uh, I'm like real curious about food. I was like watching like random food videos on YouTube. Oh. Well, when you're traveling to these different countries, is it easy for, for you guys to find food that you actually like to eat? I mean, I think,
1: I mean, me especially, but everyone's pretty much down to eat whatever. I definitely am. Um, but at the same time, we just ate so much McDonald's on the tour and I don't know why. I mean, I I guess we just wanted that too. Like when we were, I think Japan was the best experience we had with food. We were eating a lot of, a lot of different stuff and, uh, just a lot of amazing food in Japan. But then we would also, you know, after the show, I feel like it was just like a standard to go to McDonald's and like, like in all these different countries. So it was definitely a, a mix of, of, uh, you know, eating, eating new stuff, but then also having this familiar thing to go back to. You know, I know we're probably gonna get hated on oh, all good. That we McDonald's every day, but yeah,
0: I good. just, I say McDonald's good. like had McDonald's like an hour ago, so I'm not mad at it. Um, but, Respect. but I'm also curious, um, you know, you're, you're hitting these, these different countries. Are, are you having like a local like tour guide or to help you like navigate like around? Or? Yeah.
2: Pre- pretty much
1: everywhere. Whoever would, uh, pick us up from the airport was our guys so you know we had um shout out to had in japan he he booked the whole japan tour i mean set up everything for us and uh was taking us to all these dope places to eat throughout the uh we were there for almost for a little over a week i think we were there for almost two weeks oh, that's awesome and who would and he was was taking us around I mean, we did a we did a full japan tour we played six shows um and then uh yeah, we had different different people. That's I can't I can't shout out everyone, but shout out uh Hudat and Noraiman in uh in uh Malaysia and Gap in Thailand. And uh yeah, they would just they would pick us up from the airport and just it was kinda like what do you guys want to do? And then we would say, Well, what's cool to do? And then they would would take us. Shout out R J in the Philippines too. That was awesome but uh yeah eat, eating different stuff um we definitely tried to make the most out of the time we had in these places <clears throat> like i know a lot of bands are like oh I, ju- I just hear from bands that you know they're tired and they we would try and get up have a full day play the show stay out after the show like really like by the time by the time we were you know three weeks into the tour we were all pretty shot and i know everyone got sick on the tour but it was uh, it was an amazing experience.
0: Yeah. That, that's really cool to hear. I'm glad that you guys are taking full advantage of like the opportunity in these different countries. Cause who knows when you'll be back. If you'll ever be back, be back, you know? Yeah.
1: Oh, I'll say this. We'll be back. Okay. Whenever it is, we're going to go back.
0: That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that because you, you think about it. Okay. You've uh, done these tours like all over the world. Uh, you know, some people could be like, all right, cool. Like I accomplished uh, that. And like, you know, I'm good. And I, I might want to move on to the next thing, but it's cool to hear that you guys are, you know, I'm um, still like you know, wanting to go back to these other countries and play shows.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I think the main, I know it was talked about really early in regulate was the main goal was to just go to Japan. Mm-hmm. So we achieved that goal, but I mean, at the same time, we're working really hard on a new record right now. And I don't see why we wouldn't want to go back after putting out a new record, especially, you know, if all the people over there are feeling, are feeling our band, um, there's no reason we wouldn't go back.
0: Yeah. I'm speaking records. Cause obviously I've been looking at, uh, the timeline of, um, the records you guys have put out and uh, the mm-hmm. last record was in 2018. Why has it been so long uh, since the last well,
2: record? to me,
1: I know some people might disagree, but I think you gotta, I think we live in an age where people, I mean, if that's your prerogative to put out music all the time, that's fine. But I would rather
2: Mm.
1: take my time and put out something that I really care about and that, you know, hopefully resonates with people and really do all that I can off of that record. I mean, we toured, we put it out in summer 2018 and we finished the world tour in, March of twenty twenty. And the initial in my head, pre COVID existing, was that we would put out another record, I'd say probably in the winter or, or it would be coming out now. But because of everything, we were like, yo, let's let's take our time, really flesh all these songs out. And I mean it's it's coming along. It's it's close. We haven't we haven't actually recorded yet, but but I mean we got eight songs that are demoed out with vocals i mean they're done like we could we could play a show tomorrow if there was a show
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we could play one of these songs or any of these songs but uh i mean it's it's been it's been a while but really hasn't been that long you know like there's no show i don't i don't see the point in or i don't, I don't want to say i don't see the point but just for a band like regulate i wouldn't want to put out an lp when you can't even play shows off it right now so there's time is what i'm saying
0: no yeah, no I I totally get that and it's just like for me I feel like I I see like both sides of the fence cuz I like that you guys put out this record in 2018 and, uh, gave everybody time to, to bond with it, to, to see it live, you know, doing shows all over the world yeah. and um, not really rushing things and just, you know, uh, just letting it, uh, just kind of have like this, this era of like regulate. Okay. And the promise of another tomorrow, boom. Like we look back at like these couple of years and just like, you know, look back at all these awesome shows that happened, you know, like in our country, like I said, across the world. Um, but then also like, hardcore bands sometimes i feel like are so so like fragile because you know um, so many people um have like so many different things going on with their lives so just to be able to get people to come together to just write a record is just a challenge in itself so for me i'm just like fuck like cool like they like you know caught lightning in a bottle let's do it again like like you know let's try to just do as much as we can before it's too late because cool. once uh, you know like maybe somebody quits or something then that changes the band like you know slightly and that changes like the whole course of the band they sound different never put out the same record again um but it's just like you know, I like both like scenarios, which sucks because it's just mm-hmm. like I don't know which ones I which one's right or wrong. But um, when I look at you guys and what you did with the last record, I, I I loved
2: it.
1: Well, I appreciate that, and and I, I think for us, it's also we worked so hard on that record. You know, we just wanted to play those songs for a long time. Like I'm still not I'm still not sick of playing those songs. And when we put out another record, you know, we're still gonna play probably four or five of those songs yeah i mean we still i still like playing songs off the the seven inch i don't really when i hear people saying they get sick of playing songs i'm like i don't really get that Mm -hmm. i mean if you're psyched on the music you made i don't know how you could really get sick of of playing them but and at the same time i'm really excited about the new the new stuff we've been writing because it's it's not the same as the last record it's a definite so i mean i get it it's cliche to say but it's the next step of the band it's just taking what we did sonically and just taking it to the next level pushing it to the next level and uh i think the most important thing with writing music is to write music that you care about because you can't control what other people are going to think of it you know we could put out this next record and people don't fuck with it for whatever reason but I mean, I I love it. I fuck with it. I know everyone in the band fucks with it, so we're definitely all excited to to get a new record out when the time comes.
0: Yeah, I I think it's really important to make sure that, you know, like you yourself are happy with what you put out because like once you hit upload or whatever um people start buying your records uh there's nothing you can really do so it's just like i feel like if you're happy with uh that body work and you put it out cool just uh walk away and i'm um, just kind of let it be because once it's out there you can't really uh you know change people's opinions people are gonna think. of what course they want.
1: yeah i mean there's definitely th- you know there's things when i listen to the last record that i'm like damn i i might go i wish this was this or that was that but mm-hmm. Not really, you know, I think you can always maybe do it the way you want to do it live. But people, people are still listening to it and still like it. So that's, that's awesome. And I still like it too. Yeah. Even, like I said, even, even if there's changes I might want to, you know, make in hindsight, I still, I still love the record.
0: And that one thing you might want to change could be somebody's favorite part and you just don't even know. Exactly. It's something
1: different to everyone. Mm Mm-hmm which right. is cool. That's what's so cool about music. I mean, it's, it's totally subjective and I love that.
0: So the, the cover of, in the prompts of another tomorrow, that's Seb. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just had asked. Cause I, I was looking at the cover and like, man, I'm pretty sure that's uh, the, the singer. But, okay. It's funny
1: because I, he, he, uh, I don't know. I actually know that it wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't go to this artist and say, put me on the cover. Mm-hmm. But the concept he told him, he just made it Seb. And it's funny because at the time, I know several people in the band were bummed on it. I wasn't. I actually think it's awesome. But, and I, because I also just like, you know, I like Jimi Hendrix' axis pulled his love, where it's him on the cover. And I like, I'm a big Beatles guy, and every Beatles cover is a photo of the band. But uh, I know people in our, in Regulate, were bummed on it at the time. But I think now, I, am curious to, I need to ask them if they're bummed. I don't think anyone's bummed on it now because you know, that image is so it's just synonymous with the band. Now, you know, people liked the record and they liked the art. So I don't know why a reason for anyone to not like it in our band would be, but who knows? I fuck with it. I think it's cool. It's different. um, It stands out. It's instantly recognizable. So Mm -hmm. that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. I, uh, I enjoy it. I I think the, the color scheme is awesome and it, it looks like, um, cause obviously there's no like, uh, like lettering on it. So what, when, you, when you look at that, mm-hmm. it, it looks like an actual like piece of art.
1: Right. I mean, that's what it was. I mean, it was made by a totally non hardcore adjacent person, just a random person that said found online. So an artist. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's cool to get a, you know, a different, get a different perspective. I know that uh Cheddar from Candy colored colored the cover, but the the drawing was done by I think it was a guy named Ian. I can't remember his full name.
2: Uh, Ian. Ian
1: I think he's from the Ian from the UK.
0: Ian Ashcroft.
1: And, uh, Ian Ashcroft, yeah, oh. that's it. From the UK. And uh shout out to him. I don't know him, but the art's cool, man.
0: Yeah, super sick. Um if i can ask you a couple questions about the the next record because you, you've mentioned it a couple Absolutely, times yeah so um you mentioned eight tracks is that the final count for no uh
1: that's a great question i mean I, we're, we're we're taking it as it comes in my head i go it's going to be 10 10 tracks okay. but um who knows i mean what if we don't ri- if we don't write another song that i like or that we all like then yeah it will be eight tracks i just know that there's actually you know what? I, i'm i misspoke it's there's seven tracks right now that are that have that are demoed out with vocals and everything and then mm. there's a few we have a few more ideas but in my head it'll be t- it'll be 10 tracks okay like, it, c- it could change but that's what i want
2: okay
0: and i'm uh, curious uh will you guys be working with edgewood records for the next album
1: uh we're we're not sure what we're doing label wise yet um it's it's possible there, there's been talks with with other labels. There's been talks of putting it out ourselves. There's been talks of doing it on a friend's label. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's just not. I'm just not really tripping about it yet. Um, but yeah, it'll 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 all get worked out. Um I, I I love everyone at Edgewood. We did our last two records on Edgewood, and uh, those are our friends. So nothing but love for them.
0: And do you have a name in mind for the record yet? Or is that too early?
1: No. And honestly, if we, if we did, I probably wouldn't drop it. Okay. For sure. <laughs> but, I, I tend to ask, but we, but we, but we don't, but we don't not yet.
0: Okay. Well, damn. Uh, well, I, well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Cause uh, you know, uh, 2018 seems like ages ago. And like right. I said, I feel like you guys did a lot with that record and, and I, I'm, I'm happy with what you guys have done. So I'm, I'm, definitely I, could, looking...
1: I, I would, I, in my head, it should be coming out mm-hmm. in 2021. This new record. I'd be shocked if it didn't.
0: For sure, we we got plenty of time. It's still January, yeah. so uh, you know we it's got. It's still
1: January, and there aren't any shows, and it doesn't seem like there is going to be any shows. So yeah. who knows?
0: Yeah, the, 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 that is strange because like I you know seeing people uh, what was that one European fest that announced like the lineup like a couple months ago? I'm like, what is going on? Yeah,
1: we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like
0: good luck. That's fucking crazy. Because because no like, shade
1: no shade to them, but when I saw that, I was like, why would you even bother?
0: Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, seriously. Like, I, I don't know anybody involved. I, I just saw the lineup. I'm like, how is that? How can they do that with like, you know, the future being so uncertain?
1: Get this, they can't.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So, um, thank you for being, uh, you know, so open about Regulate. I, I definitely appreciate that.
1: Of course, man. I mean, there's no, like you said, we've been a band for a long time, you know, that's, uh, they ain't no secrets, you know. I like talking about it. I love the band. I love everyone in the band. So,
2: yeah.
0: So you, you started this new venture called uh, Core Clientele with um, Andrew. Yeah, uh, yeah, me and Andrew. Uh, so I'm uh, you know stuck on that Andrew, former guest of the podcast, like he was on forever ago. Um, wh- when I w- read your guys's like first Instagram post, I was like, okay, this is super awesome because I was on vacation with one of my friends. I don't want to say his name publicly because uh, <laughs> he, he's like a little jaded. Uh, you know, he's a hardcore dude, and um, he was talking about uh, uh, like the city. He was like, he's like, there's no good bands from the city right now and i'm like what are you talking about like i just had on uh you know uh th- this guy chad from perfect world like ikulu regulate like what are you talking about there's no good bands from the city and he's like he's like man those bands aren't that good and i am like uh, i was like i think you just sound jaded dude because he's like you know obviously like a little bit older into like older. oh yeah
1: for sure dude ikulu and regulate aren't good get the fuck out
0: of yeah here. and i i was like having to defend like the the like the current bands going on because obviously he likes all the older stuff and i was like dude i, I just feel like you're not paying attention so when i read um, what you guys are doing with uh, core clientele, and you know, I'm um, uh, wanting to amplify the voices of like you know uh, the current climate in New York hardcore. I, I thought that was awesome because like I've had on like a bunch of people from Long Island. I, I love Long Island, but uh, being able to talk to people from the city like you, I, I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, cause mean, I feel to, like so- to
1: me, New York New York hardcore 100 percent includes bands from Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all it's all one thing, but uh, yeah, I mean, we 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 started it because. You know, I mean, I I book shows in the city. Andrew has helped has, he booked shows in the city too. We all it it just made sense to me to do to do. I mean, it started with doing a zine, but you know, any any shows that I book from here on out will be definitely under the core clientele header. And uh, I, I just want you know, to me, New York hardcore is the the best kind of hardcore. And I think there is a lot of cool stuff going on in New York and Long Island. And, you know, why, who, who, but us, who, who better than us to, to put this stuff out there? Because the the biggest thing that, or one issue I have with, you know, certain sort of, let's say older bands when they play New York is when it's, you know, put on by some, I don't know, let's say publication just some suits for when you're like who even booked the show you know at St. Vitus or whatever like I don't want to I don't want to go to a show with a bunch of fucking middle aged dudes like holding beers standing on the side that shit's not cool to me I mean whatever if that's what you like that's what you like but to me hard to me the I don't know I, I, I just think it's cooler when you know it's younger people going to shows and it's current bands you know it's cool. it's cool to have o g bands too, but we got we gotta keep this shit new. you know there needs to be new bands, there needs to be younger kids coming to shows. There needs to be people excited about going to shows and just sort of using this core clientele as a you know just put just just slap a name on it so it's easier so people so people know where to check so people know where to go. you know hundred percent that's the way I see it no, I mean I, it's obviously not like fully fleshed out in my head, mm-hmm. but I feel like it eventually will be.
0: Yeah, I definitely like the mindset because uh, I I was talking about on the podcast how the youth of hardcore is very important, and uh, if it weren't for the people uh, who came before me, like the, my older friends who you know took me to shows or showed me bands that I should be listening to, or even just um, bands that they didn't like that they thought that I might like, you know, I felt that was really important. So for you guys to to um, kind of push that narrative to want to bring new kids to the scene and um, you know pump up, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: I'm, i I'm I'm 28 years old, I'm old, so. I want, you know, it it needs to stay fresh. It shouldn't stop with us. You know, I want kids younger than me booking shows and doing zines and starting bands, you know, it's, it's just gotta keep going. And I, I'm curious to see what happens after, you know, there's, there hasn't been shows for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my head, I'd like to think that, you know, shows will be bigger than ever when they, when they come back. I hope I so. Hope.
0: Yeah, no, same here. I, I hope when shows come back, uh, you know, Things are able to get back on track because i'm not sure what it's like out in, in your area but here um luckily all the the venues that we've had around here have been able to stay afloat via you know them having to do like a merch line or um luckily like you know one of our diy spots is an actual skate shop so they've been doing fine um but are the venues like around you still being able to survive during these crazy times
1: i honestly couldn't tell you i i haven't talked to them. Uh-huh. i mean i think I mean, there isn't that many venues and I I, mean, I I really don't know i know there's a revolution on Long island closed unfortunately which was the sort of bigger venue like 400 cap 500 cap maybe mm-hmm. um and they didn't do that many hardcore show. i mean maybe they did i don't know they did sort of bigger hardcore shows there it was a cool spot but unfortunately that close but i think yeah i don't i honestly don't know i haven't even been keeping tabs but hopefully they're okay and uh getting by somehow and they'll be able to do shows when there're shows again
0: another thing that i think is important is that um you and andrew you guys are doing this core clientele but you guys are also like very involved in the scene you guys actually play in you know some uh, good current bands so i i think that's really awesome that you guys are you know not um just wanting to do the bands but you guys are also wanting to you know help and promote the scene i think that's really important as well
1: i mean yeah i mean when the scene does well the bands do well so um I think it all just goes hand in hand.
0: So uh right now the the first issue uh sold out which I, I was trying to get a copy but um, you know like I said it was sold out. Um
1: I mean yeah I, I it's it's cool it's really it was crazy to me how how quickly it went mm-hmm. because the I mean I don't know I never I never did a zine before so I don't know what the what the market is I guess. Um and obviously it's not even about there's not really any money to be made. It's just about getting the word out in a physical. I think it's cool to own an actual physical zine, mm-hmm. but so we did, we did a run of them and they sold out. So we did another run of them and those sold out. And I, and I do think there is value in sort of keeping it, keeping it limited. Cause I think we could have done more and probably sold them. Mm-hmm. We were like, you know what? Let's just, we had the idea to just post the pages from the zine on the Instagram. So anyone that didn't get a chance to buy it can still see the the stuff in the zine, the features and what have you. Um, And then we're already working on the second one now. So I'm I'm guessing we'll probably print more for the for the second issue, but I don't know. It hasn't even been talked about, but yeah, you can go on the Instagram core clientele collective and uh, look at all the stuff from the first scene. We, we post like a different thing, one thing from the zine every day. And I think we're getting down to, we've pretty much posted the whole zine at this point. So mm-hmm. you can check it out.
0: And I'm curious, are you guys trying to be on like a, like a schedule for the releases or are you guys just kind of doing it and putting it out when you want to?
1: Uh, I don't think there's a schedule at all. I would say, you know, every couple months or so, I mean, don't hold me to this. It's January now. I'd like to have, issue two out in, let's say April, maybe mm-hmm. that's, that's what I, that's what I could see as a, as a realistic time frame.
0: Okay. And like looking at the photos on Instagram, I, I definitely like the layout um, of your guys' zine. Cause sometimes I, I look at other people's zines and they like to do the, um, you know, cut and paste. And um, I don't know, I, I just like you guys just look really organized. And I was like, okay, I was like, I well, didn't like we, this vibe. Our,
1: our friend, uh, our friend Grant, who's a part of core clientele as well. Mm-hmm he uh he laid out and designed the whole thing and he he killed it i think it we went for a more sort of i'm not gonna say clean but it's just i guess i guess you use the word organized it's just easy easy to read is what i would say and uh you know even if people don't realize that it's that that it's more uh easier to digest it, it definitely is easier to digest when something's laid out properly yeah. Um and, and there's nothing wrong with a sort of more cut and paste DIY look, but that's just not what we wanted to do. And uh yeah, I think it looks awesome.
2: No. And, uh, I've had
1: I've had a few people comment comment to me on on how it, they really liked how it was laid out and I definitely let Grant know that he killed it. And uh yeah, I mean he he does a lot of he does a lot of stuff for bands I'm in and layouts for records and zines. So yeah, he's really good at what he does.
0: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, because it, it definitely stuck out to me. Uh, but also, I'm who, who did the the artwork, uh, the, the characters of you and Andrew.
1: Oh, uh, that was uh, Chris Wilson from. Oh. Uh, he sings in Akula. Okay, but he does a lot of. I mean, he's a great artist. He's done. Stuff. I mean, he's done a, a million different things for bands I've been in, all the way up to you know you know I know he's drawn stuff for. I uh, think he did the artwork for the Denzel Curry record uh the no warning record i mean he's done a ton of stuff check his stuff out on instagram i think it's fuck i don't know the handle but yeah (laughs) look up chris wilson on instagram for sure uh got great artist dope style and yeah he drew he drew me and andrew and it looks awesome it's hilarious
0: now did did you tell him that he had to include your your mets hat
1: i didn't I, i i'm pretty andrew's the one who spoke to him and uh I think he would just like draw us, and I mean, I wear the fuck, I wear a fucking North Face and a Mets hat every day, so it makes sense that that's what he would draw me as, and I couldn't be happier. I think it looks it looks awesome.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's sick. I, I I definitely like the artwork, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys do in the future with the um, you know core clientele zine. Because obviously, I'm, I'm going to pay attention to what you guys do for the scene, but also I'm going to um, keep my eye on, on your guys' zine. Dope. Okay. So, Appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. No, thank you. Cause I, I feel like I'm um, just having you guys just wanting to, to do that going to uh, just, you know, uh, be really important for your guys's area. Cause uh, you know, obviously uh, people will book shows, people will still play in bands, but to just go that extra step to just want to put more information out there for people to have access to it. I, I think is important because obviously, yeah, we have the internet, but people are so lazy and like the shit could be right in front of their face and they would just e- even overlook it. So for you guys to try to kind of just like put this shit together and just try to put it out there in a cool way. I, I think um, it, it's a cool read and just really good information. And just, you know, for me, I, I think it's just important. as
1: much as, as much yeah. as just changing. It's still all about physical releases. I really believe that. I think, I mm-hmm. think records zines, whatever even i mean to me now even cds are cool when you see a cd you're like oh that's cool because you can actually have something in your hand rather than you know you're just swiping
2: but
0: yeah i've bought more cds in like the last two months than i ever have in my entire life
1: that's cool i respect that i definitely miss i mean i still have in my room you know see i may have hundreds of cds in cd books Mm -hmm. but they just kind of sit there i definitely listen to records every day though
0: that's awesome. See, yeah. I, I, I love like the physical aspect of like the things that I like. Cause like, I, I never got into collecting records. So like when, when it comes to like music, movies, video games, like the majority of that's just all digital for me. But when it comes to comic books, cause I, I read a lot of comic books, like, like I will never buy a digital comic book. It's like, I, I have to go to the comic book store. I need to have that, you know, that single issue in my hand. Um, otherwise I, I don't want it. Yeah. Respect.
1: I mean, uh, I, I personally never got into uh comics like that mm-hmm. but um i also i wouldn't say that i even collect records i just you know i've just over the years just bought i mean bought records and if you saw my shelves, you'd be like oh you collect records because i definitely have you know a hun- couple hundred records for sure but i just at this point when i think of a classic record that i want to listen to on wax i'll just find it online you can always find it and buy it mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not really concerned with like Oh, this is the first press of this record or whatever. I don't really care about that. I just get whatever is there. And uh I mean I listen I mean I listen to records all the time. Yeah. It's just the it's the best possible listening experience. It sounds the best. You you're forced to listen to the whole record, which I like to do anyway, but you know i feel like with spotify you know you find a couple songs you like and you just rock with that but the people the people the people laid out the record a certain way for a certain reason and that's the way it should be listened to
0: yeah it drives me insane when i'm like on like a road trip or with a buddy and they're just skipping through tracks i'm like what are you doing because like, that's the way i like to listen to music even on spotify or whatever like when i go to a record i'll start at the very beginning because like to me i just like like the whole body of work i'm going there for like the whole experience
1: I I go I go back and forth. I think when you're with people um I definitely when I'm with my homies I I probably skip around a little bit but when I'm driving by myself I'm pretty much listening to full records. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. No, I get that. Um, but I I have a like I there's like a couple of bands of records that I have but like I I've never owned a record player.
1: What's the last great record you listened to
0: last? Like I'm putting you on the spot. Like last great record.
1: Yeah. It doesn't have to be new, but you listen to it and you're like, man, that record is just
0: front to back. Great. Last great record. Holy shit. Now, now you got me thinking cause, um, okay. I, I, I spoke about this, uh, like, like, a, like a bunch last year. There's this band called change and, I felt like the record that they put out, front to back, I just love it, and e- even to this day, like like I got the record sent to me early, and I uh, had to put it on like a USB drive to put it in my car just so I could listen to it, like when I was driving around. And to me, Did I, you plugged a
1: USB drive into your car.
0: Yeah, because um, because yeah, uh, hey, bro,
1: you're living you're living in thirty twenty one.
0: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> because they, they had it for like um, you know, Apple CarPlay or whatever. But uh, uh, okay. but then also it could just read simple like MP3 files. Yo, I've Um,
1: never heard of someone doing that. Really? (laughs) That's kind of sick, dude. Okay. Yo, I'm serious. I never even thought about it. Yeah. I guess it could go right in there.
0: Yeah. So they they put out this record last year. This band changed their uh, uh, members from uh, like Seattle, Washington, then like uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. But they put out this record called uh, Closer Still. So it's like a 13 track record. And just front to back is just like, like just amazing hardcore. Just like, you know, just fast, like just like youth crew style. And just, like, I can't say um, like enough good things about it. So I never, think-
1: never, never heard it. I'll, I'll check it out. If you're vouch- you're vouching for it.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a link. Cause it, it's fucking awesome. All right. Okay. Well now I want to ask you, cause I'm curious now. Cause for me, I'm, I'm like,
1: Oh I- my, my, my answer is going to be vastly different. Cause it's just some, I recently got, Exile on Main Street, by the Stones on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it two days ago and said, yep, that's a great record. All-time classic. So di- diff- different type of answer than yours, but hey, great is great. You and- don't need to quantify it.
0: And how did you come across that record? You just
1: I, lit- I was just thinking to myself, this was probably two months ago or so, Oh, I just want to have that record on vinyl. And I just Googled it and bought it off some random fucking website. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. Just some random repress, double album, black, heavy vinyl. And it's, I mean, it's just one of my all time favorite records.
0: Yeah, see, I I feel like I never got too heavy into the Rolling Stones. Like, if I'm being honest, I was watching this uh, Christmas movie like last year. God, I can't remember what it's called. It it was um, it's on Netflix, but uh, they started talking about uh, Goathead Soup. And I'm like, why are they so? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, why are they? so? I
1: think that's like a it's like a compilation or a live record or something.
0: Yeah. So I look it up. I mean, they have
1: so much music. I -hmm. I, I saw that they were re-released that. I think this year, I don't even know what's on. I'm pretty sure it's a compilation. I could be wrong though.
0: Yeah, I'm like not well versed in them at all. But I went and like looked it up. I'm like, okay, this is why they liked it, I guess. But it's just like those older bands. I just uh, they just kind of missed me. So sometimes I'll have to like go back and try to get into them.
1: I mean, I, I, I highly recommend you know going back and listening to. I mean, these bands are so highly regarded for a reason. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say. And uh, I mean, I grew up. I grew up in a household listening to uh, sort of classic classic bands from that era because of my dad and it's definitely as the years have gone on they just they just sit with you in a different way and you when you revisit it you're like damn this is just amazing music um it really stands the test of time definitely not everything but certain bands do for sure
0: all right well i'm I'm gonna you you mentioned earlier what uh, you said you were a big fan of the beatles and
1: yeah, definitely Beatles, Stones, Hendrix. As far as stuff that that was shown to me by my dad when I was a kid. Okay, right. Those on. are some big cream. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I try, I try to listen to everything. I Try and listen to you know at least give everything a chance from that era because it, you know that's everything is sort of or a lot of more popular music it just comes from that in one way or another that influenced the culture. In a way that got us to where we are now like there isn't anything now with that without that stuff there isn't anything now without the beatles and i know i mean people that are friends with me are sick of hearing me talk about this Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: i just i'm always talking about it but i really believe that and uh i think they're just the greatest ever there will never be another band like that ever
0: have you seen that movie across the universe
1: Yeah, I saw it years ago. It's kind of a little little campy for my taste, but okay. I mean, it's funny. Even that stupid movie that came out last year—the fuck was it called? Yesterday.
0: Oh yeah, okay, I remember that.
1: Like, like here's the thing: as not good as that movie was, it's tolerable to me because you get you know two hours of Beatles renditions. Mm -hmm. While they might be corny, those songs are great no matter how you slice them up so yeah that movie's stupid but i also d- i mean i was sat in the theater and i left and i was like yeah that was bad but also whatever it was fine
0: wow so you like the music same, so much? i feel
1: the same way about <laughs> across the universe okay. like it's so corny mm-hmm. but whatever you know
0: that, that that's awesome I, I i can tell you you have this uh, deep appreciation for that that band and the oh, their music
1: oh yeah i mean it's just it's on such another level from any from any, I mean, I love a lot of bands. Mm-hmm. And when I love a band, I really get into it. I've tried to find out, I, I want to know everything about a band that I love. And they're just, that band is just on another, another plane for me.
0: That's awesome. Now you have me interested. Now I'm going to uh, do some research and try to dive into the Beatles. Yeah, I'll send you a playlist, bro. Oh, dude, I'm so down. That'll help me out so much more. All right.
1: I have a couple, I have a couple, I have a couple good Beatles playlists
0: okay, for myself.
1: It to listen to
0: all right hell yeah i'm, I'm definitely gonna ask you for those because i i definitely want to check that out because i'm I'm really curious now no doubt okay so uh i, I know you, you play the drums uh you also play the guitar not a lick not a lick
1: okay. i don't know who told you that you got you got some you got some disinformation right there i oh, wish i could play guitar but okay. I, I can't all right,
0: it, it was a photo that i saw so i, I was curious so i had to ask it, it was you and your brother. Your brother was sitting on a drum set.
1: What? This does not ring any bell, but sure. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. <laughs> so no guitar. So you're strictly a drummer, 100%. Uh,
1: yeah, but I mean, I, I do know. I mean, I grew up um, singing in choir and mm-hmm. stuff in school. So I, and also with every band that I'm in, I I can still sort of, I'll, I'll come up with riffs. That i that i and i'll just sing a riff into a voice memo and then one of my friends that that plays guitar can sort of turn it into a riff like especially on the uh we haven't really spoke on it at all but the the no pressure ep definitely a lot of it was written most of it was written by pat musically by pat who's who plays guitar and me and him wrote all the songs musically but definitely there was a few songs that were Riffs that I sang into voice memo and just sent him, and he turned them into riffs from the, the melody that I sang.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually building up to no pressure. Um, so, oh, I see. Yeah, so now that you brought it up, um, we, we can talk about it. I, when I saw people posting about it, I was like, oh, uh, and this is me looking at the artwork. I was like, oh, I'm uh, cool. Like a new hardcore band. Like let me go check it out because I, I, I'm seeing it everywhere today. So I went and you know, looked at the band camp and was not what I was expecting but I was listening to this music. I was like, Hey, this is fucking awesome. Cause I I love that style of music. So to, to hear a new band uh, and have it sound really good. I was like, Oh, this is like super awesome. And I'm just curious, like how did no pressure come together? You're
1: preaching to the choir about loving that style of music. Cause it's just something that I have loved since I was, I don't know, 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, The first time I heard newfound glory, or Blink-182 or whatever, what have you. I got into all those bands at a very young age. And, uh, you know, definitely expanding my musical palette as I got older. That's just always been a style of music that I could go go back to and, and listen to and enjoy. As far as starting the band, um, I've had the idea to do this band for, I would say, over two years now and it just went through originally it was going to be me and a couple of my other friends and I was going to sing. Um, and then it just, it didn't come together. And then, um, uh, Parker who sit my friend, Parker, who sings for the band, we, uh, we had just been talking about, about doing, a doing some kind of music together for a while. And I said, Hey, you know, I don't remember the actual combo but I said something like hey you know I've, I've had this idea to do this band that sounds like old blank meets meets lifetime self-titled lifetime vibes and uh, he was like oh I mean that sounds sick you know I and then one conversation turned into another and he was like yeah I'd love to do that and then I and then after that I thought to myself you know I don't remember which came first but my friend, my friend Pat, who ended up, we wrote all the songs together. I was like, "Who could I get to to write to write this music with? because I know what I want it to sound like. So I just need someone that is also, you know, a someone who's my boy and b you know, knows what's good, is also a student of the game with that kind of music. And it, and I just knew once I found the right person, it would be so easy to to write these songs. And I just came to me you know oh pat who i mean he lives in ohio i live in new york but he tours with bands all the time so i just basically hit him up and said you know i have this idea to do this band do you want to do it and he was super down and in in the weeks uh leading up to us writing it he sort of came up with some ideas sent them my way i sent some ideas his way and then he was on tour with uh I don't remember what band it was. I think I think Turnover or something. He was TMing them, and uh, he just they had an off day in New York, and he came over. I was still living at my parents' house at the time, and he came over. We were just in my basement, and we we wrote almost the whole EP in in one day. And he had said, I mean, the songs were sort of a little bit fleshed out on, on voice memo, but we jammed them. We jammed them for one day and recorded the voice memos, and we were like, "Dude, I mean, this is pretty much it. I mean, we'll, we'll change the songs a little bit, but but this is pretty much it." And then we we sent we sent them to Parker, and he was also psyched on him. And uh, I think we were in the studio recording it a month a month and a half later. We remember it was I think it was December. December, 2019, that we wrote it and we recorded all the music in January of 2020. So it was just me and Pat in the studio. He uh, recorded all the guitars. I did the drums. So it was a really, really easy, fun, fun process and a fun way to make music where, you know, it wasn't like, oh, what are we going to do with this band? It was just like, here's the songs. Let's do them. Let's record them. And then we recorded the music. Sent them to Parker in Cal when he lives in California, and he recorded the vocals. And then one of my other friends, Will, played bass on it. Re-recorded the bass, and uh like that. I mean, since then, everything everything about the band has just been keeping it in the family. You know, again, my, my, the guy I mentioned before, Chris, did all the artwork. um we self-released it. So yeah, it's just been DIY really fun project.
0: And this is one of those projects. And obviously this is like still weird times. No shows are happening. But when I look at this, right. w- w- when I look at this project, listen to the music and know that you guys are so spread out, like across the you know, country, I, I, I'm just like, I hope that this isn't one of those bands that just puts out an awesome record. And then that's it. Like, I, I hope at some point you guys decide to do more.
1: I mean, I mean, definitely there, we already, we already have recorded more music. I'm not sure in which, what capacity we're going to put it out right now. Mm -hmm. We recorded a few new songs and there's been talks of them being on different comps. They're not fully done yet. So I don't really know if we're going to make those deadlines or whatever, but again, the name of the band's no pressure. That's the sort of mantra, of whatever we're doing, like there's no point in stressing it. It's all just fun. And I would say that when, when, uh, there are shows again. I mean, I know everyone wants to play shows. Mm-hmm. There's no reason we wouldn't, you know, I mean, everyone's in in different bands and doing different things, but I know we want to play the songs live for sure.
0: Well, i uh, me being selfish. I I hope you guys make those deadlines just to get on those comps. so I can hear new music.
1: I mean, I'll say this, if we don't make the deadlines to get on the comps, like, I mean, I would, I'd be down to just put out another EP or whatever, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the songs will be released.
0: Okay. Well, that's good to know. What yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, when I listen to the record, I'm like, like, I, I listen to it so much. Like I, I've listened to it so many times. Like guarantee Respect, it, man. Appreciate it, that. It's going to be on my Spotify wrapped for 2021. Uh, so that's how many times I've listened to it. it. It's insane. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just love the music. And it, it's, it's cool to hear how it, it, it came together. You know, just three three friends from across the way. And you guys want to keep everything in the family. Do it DIY. I'm, I'm definitely digging the vibes more now just hearing you talk about the band.
1: I mean, it's uh, it's definitely more work. I mean, right now. I mean the records actually just got to my house yesterday.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, we ordered them so long ago. But with COVID, the plants are all backed up and I'm I mean, I have just all these boxes and I'm I'm literally chipping everything out myself. So it's definitely a lot of work, but it's fulfilling too because you know, you don't got you don't have to answer to anyone. And it's just I don't know, there's there's something there's something cool about not relying on a you know, just just people genuinely liking the the music and the band because of the music.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there's not like, there's no, you know, we're not a label or anything. So it's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel this about, about all music, whether it be hardcore, you know, punk rock, pop, punk rock, whatever, whatever you play. I think that if your music is dope, then everything else will, will sort of fall into place. Like it's very rare for me to hear an insanely dope record, and you know, no one care. Like no one cares about it. It definitely happens. You know, there is a there is an element to, uh, I guess, promoting the music that's important. But I just really think that that the cre- the cream will always rise to the top, and uh, if your songs are good, then that's just the most important thing. And you know, we, when we did No Pressure. I, my initial reason for doing it is because I didn't feel like there was any bands that sounded like that, that I really liked, like newer, newer bands, Mm -hmm. you know, not that it was dead. I mean, there's still bands sort of playing that kind of music, but I don't know, a lot of it is just, there's a lot of replaced drums and fake sounding shit that, you know, when you listen to a Lifetime record, that's not what you're getting. It's raw. It almost sounds, you know, it is hardcore in essence, even though it's melodic music. And I, you know, I just wanted to make a record that I liked to listen to. I listened to No Pressure because I, you know, I mean, I'm in the band, but it's genuinely music that feels fresh when I listen to it. I like it.
0: Yeah, I'm still in love with like that genre, but it is harder these days for me to find newer bands that I'm into. I, I always fall into. Oh,
2: there's barely any.
0: Yeah, so for, I
1: mean, let's, let's let's call spade a spade. This shit's kind of dead.
0: Which you know? yeah, which is why like when I heard your guys' band, I was like, this is amazing. This is this is what I like. It got me so excited because I've I've listened to obviously like you know when it comes to that genre, like I've, I've been listening to the same records for years, which is fine. Like I, I, that's why I, I I love the genre because the the records hold up for me. But just to hear something new and you know it, w- it was 2020 when it came out i was just like damn this is this is fucking awesome I-, I i love this well, i
1: appreciate that because that's exactly how i wanted people to feel about it it definitely it sounds familiar but it's fresh at the same time
0: mm-hmm. yeah for sure it's, you- a
1: fami- it's a familiar sound but just a a new a new take on it not even a new take but just just good songs in that in that vein
0: mm-hmm. so i'm curious for just because of um, who you guys are and um, eventually when you guys do play shows, uh, are you guys going to be open to doing like playing hardcore shows? Cause obviously, you know, you guys are going to be tied. You guys are already tied to the hardcore scene, whether you like it or not, or are you guys going to try to just kind of push into the, like the pop punk world?
1: Um, I think that a hundred percent, it's going to just be bands that we all like, mm-hmm. no matter what the genre, like I, in my head, I know I don't want to really say it cause I don't want to people to hold me to anything, but like I have an idea of what, you know, this will be where we play our first couple shows. Then we'll do here. Then we'll do there, you know, cause it's going to all have to be, I can't see us. Do, like, we're not going to do a full us tour. It's just not going to happen. I mean, who knows, but I, yeah, I just maybe. don't think that's really where anyone's heads at. And uh, so, you know, it's going to be like a weekend here, a weekend there, a weekend there. Um, And I think that the shows will legitimately be curated by us. Like we, like, like I'll hit up, I'll do it. I'll do it the same way. I would. I would be booking a hardcore show where I'll hit someone up in an area and say, "Hey, are you down to book our band? And we want to have these bands on it. Is that cool?" And for the most part, people will be like, "Yeah." You know, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be some whack ass bands. You know. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good stuff. So, I, I definitely think some of it will be hardcore bands, but, you know, I want to play. I don't know if you've heard Toyo from Long Island.
0: You know, it's funny is. I found out about you guys because uh, Joey Shermonte, he posted your guys' stuff on Instagram, and I saw it in his story. So that's what led me to. So,
1: so I I love I love that band. Okay. And I think I think that EP is it was one of my favorite things that came out last year. So to me, I go, okay, you know, when No Pressure plays a weekend on the East Coast, that's who I want to play the shows, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I would want them to do it. And like, there's a uh, a couple a couple of my roommates are in a dope new band called Memory Screen. I don't know if you've heard that yet Mm-mm. check it out it's cool
0: memory screen, like right. i would
1: want them i would want this is just this isn't like oh this is who it's gonna be but like i would in my head i go okay we would do like an east coast weekend with koyo and memory screen mm-hmm. like in my head that's the kind of stuff i want to be doing and like obviously like i'm just spitballing here but like you know wherever we go I, I, there's definitely certain bands from areas that i would want to play with
0: hell yeah no i'm i'm definitely digging the, um you know those ideas that you have because uh like those bands you mentioned uh koyo love them I, I gotta check out memory screen so i'm definitely looking forward to all that oh yeah it's good
1: stuff there is there is there's a lot of good music coming out you just got to kind of seek it out you know because you know in hardcore personally there's a lot there's there's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of stuff I like, and there's a lot of stuff I don't like, and that's totally fine. I'm not ever going to go online and talk shit about something, but sometimes it's a little harder. And you got to go seek out, seek out the good stuff. That's how I
2: feel about
0: it. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I I, 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 see that that conversation um, you know happen all the time on Twitter. Like, oh, people don't uh, shit talk bands enough these days, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know if that's it. Like for me, I. Th- there's a limited amount of time in the day and i barely have enough time to do the things that i enjoy so it's like i don't want to waste my time talking about things that don't make me happy or things that uh, i'm not into i, I want to you know promote and push the things that i love or the bands that i think uh, deserve it in my opinion so it's just like yeah uh, i mean i'm not
1: gonna say that i don't talk shit about bands i do i just don't mm-hmm. do it in a public forum
0: oh yeah no, same here like like um uh, there's bands that I I think suck. You know, the bands are terrible. That like you know, it, it happens. Not every name band. Them, <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna name on the podcast. <laughs> um, but not every band's gonna be good. But it's like, yeah, like like for me, it's like I don't want to like you know waste my time just talking about it. it's like okay, cool. Like I think that band sucks. That that's like bookmark in my head. I'm moving on. I'm I'm like you know trying to navigate to find the, the things that I like.
1: Word, that's a good way to think about it, man. I mean, there's not enough, like you said, not enough hours in the day.
2: Yeah,
0: like I some- could be listening to something good. Like, I wish I didn't have to sleep. I wish I could function and not have to sleep because I, I, then I could probably get everything done, but, you no, know, probably not. Damn, that's
1: crazy, man. Sleep is dope.
0: You know, I, I have, like, a weird schedule. Like, I I barely sleep during the week because I, I try to, you know, maximize my time throughout the day, and then I'll catch up on the weekends when I have less responsibilities. So so I fear that in my, um, you know, later years from now, I'll, I'm going to uh, develop dementia because I, I don't get enough sleep right now it's like is that how that works i'm uh so i'm not a scientist but i think one of the causes of dementia is uh you know a lack of uh, sleep
1: damn a lot of people are fucked then huh
0: maybe who knows who i don't know but who knows maybe by then the aliens will be here or we'll be cyborgs and i don't even know
1: i don't know man according to my main man tom Delong, they're here already
0: tom dude that guy is crazy <laughs> <laughs> Tom, yo, 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 yo,
1: get this. He's right. not crazy anymore. Like everyone, you know, I, I thought he was too, but mm-hmm. now, I mean, everything he's been saying is, is uh, being proven to be true. So shout
0: sure. out to him. Yeah. When I heard he was on those, like, you know, that list of emails with like Hillary Clinton. And I'm like, wait, this is like, this is he? huge, oh, like, he, I,
1: oh, he, oh, he's, in, he's, he's involved deeply yeah. with the, with the, that aspect of the U S government. He definitely, he definitely has been in rooms with guys that not a lot of other people have been in. So, you know, more power to him. He also wrote classic records. So,
2: yeah,
0: and it blew my mind because that's how I saw him was like, okay, he's the dude in one of my favorite pop punk bands. But then when I realized, oh shit, he's out there actually in and involved and you know out there trying to like you know tell everybody about this weird truth, um, it it just like took me by surprise because I had no idea he was into it.
1: I mean track three on An State is aliens exist. We all had an idea Damn. it turns out that was his life's passion
0: that is i uh, now I'm curious do you believe in aliens? do you think they're here or they're coming
1: i I have no idea. I mean, I personally haven't like I haven't done the necessary research to have like an opinion on it. There's people that I'm friends with that are like super into it and are like, yeah, they're here. You're tripping if you don't think so, and I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe. I- I'm just really not. I'm personally not concerned with it. Um, I mean, to think that there isn't sentient life in the universe is completely ignorant. There obviously is. To think that we would be the only planet is just makes no sense. So, so, so to answer your question, yes, aliens exist.
0: Okay. No, I. I, I don't I, know if they're here though. <laughs> I agree. I think I spend a little too much time thinking about it sometimes. Like I, I went down this rabbit hole the other day. It was like, I, I, um for my corporate job. I have to wake up really early. So I spent like the first half of my day, like listening to this, like conspiracy podcast. And I was like, why am I, I was like, it's been six hours. Like I shouldn't be listening to this stuff so early in the day. It's going to mess with me. So I, I just had to like put a pause on it. Cause like, I, I get crazy with that stuff sometimes.
1: Dude. I mean, I'm personally not a big pod guy, but like, it it just has to come down to like, I don't have like a podcast where it's like, I listen to this podcast every week, mm-hmm. but when there's someone that I like or respect on, on a podcast, I'll, I'll usually listen to it. And I also, am re- I've been into uh, shout out Kyle Fee's podcast, the cover lovers where people talk about cover songs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I like that podcast a lot.
0: Yeah. He's doing a great job up there. I love Kyle. Love the fire. I, I did
1: it. I did an episode of it some time ago. I don't know when it's going to be. Oh, uh, but.
0: okay. That, that's a bit of breaking news. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that.
1: I would not call it breaking news, but I mean, I, we, we uh, had a really good time. I do like, uh, I like how it's, it's a, it's a podcast that like has a very specific thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're sort of, you're, you're talking about stuff that you wouldn't normally talk about.
2: Yeah, I and agree.
1: Uh, yeah, it's cool. I don't want to, I know he doesn't, I don't want to give away what the, what the covers were, but it, it's, it's cool. It's a good lesson. I think.
0: Okay. I, I was, that, that was actually going to be the next thing I asked you. I was going to try to get you to reveal. No, nah, I
1: know. He, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it for him.
0: For sure. No, no, for sure. <laughs> not, that,
1: not that, not that anyone really cares what I have to say, but, and I'm not, I don't think that they do, but you know, it's his thing. And I think it's a really cool idea.
0: Mm-hmm. no yeah I, I definitely appreciate what he's doing because obviously um uh, people come to the the podcasting space or whatever and uh i you know people like i'll i'll, I'll get the question sometimes like like oh like what's your podcast about and i'm just like ugh, like for me like i can't really answer that question because it's not about anything it's literally just conversation so it, um, it it is fun to tune in for a specific thing
1: yeah but i mean there's something to be said about conversation too i mean um I'm not. I'm not super into it, but I know. Uh, <clears throat> Seth from regular, is super into Howard Stern. Okay. And my dad's super into Howard Stern. Or used to be. And uh, I mean that is just. I mean it was the most popular show ever, and they just talk shit. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I used to real. watch it on TV, and I just never understood it because I was like way too young when I was watching it on TV.
1: That was on TV. I thought it was just on K Rock. I don't know though. You could be right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was the Howard Stern show. Yeah, I forget what channel it was on. Was it? I don't. I don't remember. But it, yeah, no, it, there definitely was a video format of it like back in the day. But it, like, I don't think yeah. they got as crazy as like they, they did on radio because they couldn't, you know, show certain stuff. Word. But damn. So, I, I'm just curious because I love uh, New York hardcore and what it was like for you growing up and like how did you get into hardcore?
1: Well. It's when I was younger I really wasn't I I don't think I got into got into New York hardcore until I was probably a junior in high school and I started going to to shows on Long Island Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in like I think it was two thousand ten. Yeah, I believe two thousand ten. So, uh, you know, I wasn't really going to New York hardcore shows in New York, really, when I was young. I wasn't really going to any shows at all. Um, I was really into skating, and I don't know. I just wasn't, re- I just didn't really care. And uh, when I was in high school and stuff, I just cared really about skateboarding and I don't know, the Mets. <laughs> I don't know. I just was, I hope music, music just wasn't really a, uh, I wasn't involved in the scene, if you will.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, I was liked, I mean, when I was really, really young, I, I got into uh punk and pop punk and that was how I got into hardcore through that.
0: That's awesome. Hardcore,
1: I was yeah. I mean, to me, like I said earlier, it's all, it's all kind of the same thing to me.
0: Yeah. That, that crossover is definitely there. Like you, even like if like, you don't realize it, like there's like so much crossover from both sides.
2: Oh, Definitely.
1: I mean, I mean, you can use, um, no, you know, no pressure as a as an example of, like you said, it's just synonymous with the hardcore scene, just because of, I don't know that sonically, and I guess who's in the band and whatever, you know. It would make sense if we played a show with hardcore bands.
0: I think. One thing I'm I'm curious about: you have a YouTube channel, but you haven't really been like super active with it.
1: I have a few shows. Which one are you referencing?
0: Oh, I I was looking at the skateboarding one.
1: Okay. Yeah. That was, that was a, a huge, I mean, just a huge part of my life for years. And I'm still, I still have love for that whole, you know, New York skate scene. And uh, yeah, I mean, pre being really involved in the, in the, in the music scene, that was, I mean, that was my life. I, I'm still friends with all those people and we would just skate every day, film, go on trips the whole nine I made at this point I made four skate videos I put out I put out a skate video in quarantine this year but a lot of the footage was from a few years ago that was sort of my last hurrah I don't know if I'll I'll ever make another skate video again who knows never say never but um yeah it's uh I'm definitely not really active putting out videos like that anymore but um I'm psyched on all the stuff I did and it's you can still watch it on youtube just look up my name on youtube um yeah
0: now i'm curious i did not know you had other youtube channels what, what, what's the other content you're
2: uploading oh
1: i just have like i had this one i have one youtube channel that's my instagram handle hc drummer which for the record doesn't stand for hardcore it's my initials <laughs> for, for anyone out for anyone right. out there they so close to me about that over the years.
0: I never even put that together, okay,
1: well, so you probably thought it was hardcore hundred percent hundred percent.
0: I was in that trap
2: all right,
1: yeah, I mean that was my that was my aim screen name before I even liked hardcore, so oh, there you have it, dude, but uh, yeah, if you look up that one that's just it just has like random just videos I've filmed like of shows
2: mm-hmm.
1: over the years, dating back to like two thousand. 11 or something and i also used to do uh actually you know what never mind yeah there's shows on there
0: (laughs) okay just shows all right all right for sure (laughs) when Uh, i was like
1: eight when i was like 18 i uploaded like a few like drum covers okay I hope you don't
0: include this in the podcast. No, this is it. We're still recording. It's going. It's It's fine. There people, go. people go check it out. You know. You know. It's funny. Is I, 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 I uploaded some episodes to my YouTube channel, and like I've neglected that for so long, and it's just such like it's just like so much work that I don't want to do because like I feel like uh, what I do mm. already is just like so much on my plate, and then to go to YouTube, I was like. Ah. I actually got really lazy. And then I, somebody actually commented on a video the other day, like requesting a guest. And I'm like, Holy shit. There's actually somebody YouTube. This?
1: YouTube is the, is the best social media by far, in my opinion. I know it's not, that's not really what the site is, but it mm-hmm. is. It's like YouTube is just the best website. It's the website I use the most. Okay. It's got everything on it. Like I could look up any band set live set from any year. And I can almost guarantee you there will be a
0: YouTube video of it. Yeah, whether that is it be... an
1: amazing—that is an amazing thing. That is an amazing thing in the world that we live in now. Truly,
0: dude, I spend a lot of time on YouTube, like a lot of oh, time. Yeah. It, it's it's U- insane. I
1: go on YouTube every single day.
0: Same here. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. It has... I don't
1: go on. I don't go on fucking Twitter every day, you know. Mm-hmm. But I go on YouTube every fucking day.
0: Yeah. YouTube taught me how to tie a tie back in the day.
1: Wow. I still don't fucking know. I do know how to do it, but I also don't few few things I can't do really well tie tie can't blow a bubble with bubble gum and I can't whistle sad. And
0: well, if you go on YouTube and you can YouTube how to do all that stuff, they will teach you. They're out there.
1: Oh, I've tried. I can't figure it out
0: that's insane but okay i
1: find i find the older you get the harder it is to learn how to do new things Hmm. that's probably that's probably just a proven fact but for me it's definitely
0: true yeah i I feel like uh yeah when you get older you kind of uh, realize that your time's running out so it's just to get into new stuff when you're older i feel like it's like it can be like a turn off because
1: jeez bro you don't have to make it dark uh, oh <laughs> well okay
0: sorry I, I didn't mean to get too dark but no, but for me i i'd I still try to uh i i still like doing things that i've never done like that doesn't scare me
1: oh i definitely like i definitely like trying new things i'm saying that it's just hard for me to like learn like okay i'd love to play guitar mm-hmm. it's just it's just seemingly so hard for me to to do it i've tried I can't wrap my head around it. I feel like if I would have tried to learn how to play guitar when I was 12, I'd probably be easier.
0: When did you start start playing drums? I've been playing drums since I was like five years old. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're like a lifer. Yeah, I'm
1: a a lifer. And I mean, I definitely went through periods where I didn't play. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Namely in like,
1: probably again in high school when I was really into skating, I wasn't really playing drums. But, and I think honestly, Recently, we're we're uh we don't have a a practice space right now so I just haven't really been playing in the last like few months which is really depressing but I'll get back on it we, we recorded those new no pressure songs like last month and uh I was, I was kind of tripping I was like man I haven't really been playing a lot but then you know after you know being in the room with Pat for like two hours I was fine
0: yeah he's had a warm up It's like kind of like riding riding by. It's like ride to by. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Okay, that's awesome. But dang, that's that's something cool to hear. I I hope at some point you guys can you know get another. Are you guys even like looking to get a practice spot after or like when things get better? Or are you guys trying to?
1: Yo, if anyone's hearing this and you're living in the uh, Brooklyn, New York area and you want to get in on a practice spot, hit my line. We're trying to get a new spot going. (laughs)
0: Okay. I'll, I'll put the, 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 bat signal out there and see if anybody will, <laughs> you know, answer that call. Respect. Okay. Well, damn, Harry, this has been awesome. I, I seriously am so stoked that you were down to do the podcast. I'm stoked that we, we got it done. This is uh you know, uh, for me, it was a fun conversation. Obviously um, you and I talked uh, you know, privately through DMS, but I uh, really enjoyed uh, just being able to talk to you and hear about uh, regulate core clientele and no pressure.
1: Hell yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. It was a good time.
0: All right. Well, before we sign off, is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to shout out?
1: Yes. Uh, you put me on the spot, but thing pops in my head. Huge shout out to the New York Mets. Big day today. Really excited for the 2021 season. Um, hoping that they'll at least have limited seating in the stadium for this season. Because, frankly, I need to experience it in person. So, Steve Cohen, owner of the Mets, if you're hearing this, let some fans in the stadium wear a mask if need be. That's all I got right now.
0: All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We really appreciate it, and we'll be back again soon. Thank you.